is ticking. It is Friday. We await the Green Bay Packers, the San Francisco 49ers. We await the cold. And uh, we await to see who is and is not going to play. Is Bakhtiari going to be on the field? Is Jair going to be on the field? Is Zedarius going to be on the field? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, we know that Randall Cobb's going to be there. We know that Billy Turner's going to be there. So there's uh, a few guys that are making their way back into the lineup. But we still wait to see uh, who is going to be there and who is not going to be there. But uh, today is a big day. Today's one of those days where... um, how do I put this today? I, I can't, I can't wait for the, for the show. I can't wait for the remainder of the day. I can't wait for tomorrow. I, I don't know about you. I don't know what your energy level is. I don't know what it's like at work around the water cooler in your car, out making deliveries, working on a job site, whatever it happens to be. But where I'm at and for the activity this morning that I've had, I, th- th- this, there's like a buzz. There's a palpable buzz in the air. I got friends from all over. How cold is it going to be? Is Bakhtiari going to play? What do you, what do you think of Z? Is Z going to be there? He'll he'll make a difference. Maybe he won't. Do you think this is it for Rodgers? If Rodgers ends up getting beaten this game, do you think he's not going to be there anymore? Who's going to retire first, him or Brady? Does Brady is it it's like wow. And then throw on top of it, who's the biggest badass in the Big 10 coming up tonight? Think about it. So you've got all of the build up for tomorrow. But tonight at the Cole Center, it's a throwdown. A great big how we looking. What a what a day today. What a day. The sad note is I wake up this morning and I start flipping through Facebook and I start flipping through Twitter and both, not just one, but both iconic people passed away. Louie Anderson, long time, I mean, voice of so many different cartoon characters, long time comedian, passes away. And then the word meatloaf passed away. Damn. Twice, two guys in one day. That's, whew, holy moly, you know? That's the downside of the day. So we're going to have a little bit of Paradise by the Dashboard Lights uh, playing t- throughout the day today. But... It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, Tim says, good morning. How are we feeling about the Packers win on Saturday? I'm feeling good about it. Weather looking good, too, he says, which is fantastic. Cindy, I'm listening until I head into ankle surgery. Cindy, holy mackerel. Best of luck to you over at the Bud Light live stream. And if you want to get a hold of us, there's plenty of ways to get a hold of the program, by the way. Plenty of ways. Uh, first and foremost, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You can find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can also track us down uh, on uh, Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. YouTube, subscribe for free, and it continues to grow. I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, and it's for free, so we just pop up randomly in your pocket, on your tablet, whatever it happens to be. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show. Three words, put them all together. And uh, then in addition to that, you can find us on Twitch, which is a great app to put on your phone as well. Uh, you can find us uh, over uh, just the old-fashioned way via email, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. 
uh, the website for all the links, all the information, all the rebroadcasts, all the all the podcasts. We we're podcast bound now. For those who we're asking for true and the and the most coveted form of podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google, we're everywhere. We're like the wind. Uh, go to thebillmichaels.com, thebillmichaels.com. Uh, Thomas says, when do we know the roster decisions? Uh, 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central. And as soon as it pops up, we will uh, try to tweet it out. We're hoping that it happens uh, during the show, prior to 2 o'clock today. But uh, we'll try to get it out for you for sure. Okay? Sound good? Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up. I don't know what happened over on the uh, the Bud Light live stream for those that uh, tweet and hit the show up and send over messages and stuff. Somebody posted something, and all it is is a giant picture uh, of a family and a, and a Facebook icon. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> Somebody just clogged up the whole thing. You're like the big turd in the punch bowl. And I don't mean that uh, in a negative way because I think it was Tim. Uh, but something happened, Tim, when you posted, and it went crazy, and now it's just a giant blob in the middle of the screen. You are the big piece of cheese in our colon. But that's okay. We still love you like a third cousin because we can still see everything. I can still see it, so we're good to go. But, yeah, everybody else trying to see it. Yeah, it ain't happening. <laughs> That thing's all that thing's all boogered up. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh glad to have you. So um couple of things. First and foremost, uh reminder that tomorrow night we are gonna be at Fox's, Fox's Pub and Grill. We're gonna be down on ninety or uh, excuse me, seventy second street in Greenfield. Or 76th Street. I'm sorry, 76th. I'm an idiot. 76th Street. Tomorrow night, we're going to catch the tail end of Tennessee, Cincinnati, and then we're going to get into the Packers game. There's going to be giveaways, compliments of Bud Light all throughout the game. Mike over there, who runs the place, great guy. He gives stuff away anyway. They jam 80s and 90s music and all kinds of rock and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be a good time. And then immediately following the game, the Green and Gold Post Game Show will be live. Live. I'm telling you. Live. From Fox's Pub and Grill tomorrow night. So it'll be myself, Mike Clemens, live in Green Bay. Ben Kenny, live in the studio as opposed to dead in the studio, which is good. And we're going to bring it all to you tomorrow night. So tomorrow night, come on out for the party. Come on out for the, for the party. Uh, 877-867-1670. What is the... James says uh, he's exactly how I feel. James says I can feel it. Look at it. Goosebumps. Can't wait for Michigan State to come into the Kohl Center tonight, take an ass whooping, and the same thing for the 49ers tomorrow night. Sunday will be a drink heavily, sit back, and relax day. That's a kick your feet up. That is, if it's going to be cold outside, if you've got one, light the fire in the fireplace. Light the fire in the fireplace. Enjoy yourself. Kick back on Sunday. Nice beverage. Good food. Whatever it happens to be, chili, wings, whatever whatever your warming comfort food is. And then just enjoy the rest of the day. Enjoy the games that are tomorrow. Enjoy the Rams and the Buccaneers. Who is going to come to Lambeau Field to even dare challenge the Green Bay Packers? Who's going to do that? And then see who the opponent may be over in the AFC. is is probably the best game of the weekend uh, when it comes to the matchups uh, between the Bills and the Chiefs at Arrowhead. So, love it. Uh, Dan says, can we get the post game tomorrow night with you on Facebook? Yes. John, yes. We are going to be live 
on Facebook, hanging out tomorrow night. Yes, we're going to be there all over the joint. We're going to be on Facebook. We're going to be over the air. We're going to be all over the state of Wisconsin. Uh, if you want to listen to us on the app, download the app. You can download the Zone app, W-O-Z-N. W-O-Z-N. Just, just find it and try to download the app. Wisco, uh, was, uh, Mad City Sports, I think is what it is. Ben, is that what it is? Mad City Sports Zone? Yes, madcitysportszone.com. Madcitysportszone.com or just go to the app WOZN out in Madison. It says The Zone. You can find us there. It's I can't wait. Can't wait. Good stuff. Uh, John says, miss you on the fan. I uh, would assume you're talking up in Green Bay. Get a hold of Chris Morrow and say, Chris, what up? What up? Bring it back. Get that done. Knock that down. How are we looking? Uh, I am fired up today. Uh, we had a great show last night out of Club Paragon. Thanks to Jeff and his staff. They were absolutely positively fantastic. Um, Sean says, I'm scared the weather might play into the Niners' advantage of keeping the ball on the ground and uh, pounding it uh, against our average run defense and not letting Jimmy G throw it. I hope I'm wrong, but I think we need uh, a mistake or two from Jimmy G. You're going to get a mistake. You're going to get one. You might get two, but you're always going to get one. Jimmy G always tosses. Jimmy G is the poor man's version of Jay Cutler. He just is. He is. He's just a poor man's version of Jay Cutler. He's always going to give you one, possibly two. It's whether or not you actually catch it. That's up to you. By the way, the huddle. Uh, ben, is the huddle up and in the podcast? It is a podcast, all two hours. That's fantastic. So the huddle from last night is out there as well. And, and that's rapid fire. Here's the deal, because I had some people come up to me last night. First of all, it was great to see everybody back in the Milwaukee market. We had such a, a fun time. But that being said, like, hey, where's Clemens? Hey, where's Kevin Holden? Hey, well, the problem is with the protocols and contact tracing and all that stuff in the postseason coming up, a lot of guys are staying away from people right now because of the coverage of the NFL. We've talked about this, that you have to be vaccinated. You have to be boosted. You cannot test positive. You've got all these different protocols. So a lot of guys, they go cover the team, and they go home. They, they, you don't do a whole lot. You're not going out and doing a whole lot and mixing and, and mingling among the people because if you end up with COVID, you can't travel. You can't go with the team. You can't cover the team. So this is our livelihood. So I get it. Saying, so, you know, hey, if we can get Mike on the line, if we can get Kevin on the line, if we can get Graham Bills on the line, Dave Carney on the line, we go through that whole we, – we went rapid fire last night. Everybody's got an opinion on this contest. We're good with that. We're good with that. Uh, Kingsley Kiki, I hope he won't miss uh, – we won't miss him too much. That's from George. Nah. Here's the thing with Kingsley Kiki. He showed up and gave you a flash, and you went, wow, okay. And then after that, he was gone. For three games, he'd be gone. He he was he just it, it never panned out the way you had hoped the way you, because he just never fit into a three four defense he's more of a middle guy he's more of a guy that's gonna go guard and center he's not a guard tackle tackle outside guy he's he's not long enough to do that tackles just they beat him up and he's not athletic enough to get around him he's better suited for a guard center matchup. So I don't think they're going to miss him too much. Rick says, throw in a beef roast and potatoes in the crock pot tomorrow. You to me. Rick, Rick, come on out. Come on out to Fox's tomorrow night. They got good food, and we got all kinds of drink specials tomorrow night. I can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, and by the way, every commercial break, every commercial break, they're got, they have giveaways, compliments of Bud Light tomorrow, and they have drink and shot specials all night long. 
all night long. If it's a really good game, like if it's a blowout, you may catch me a little gassed on the air tomorrow night. That could be a TikTok moment, Ben Kenny. You never know. By the way, I got TikTok uh, mentions today. Believe it or not. I, I had people liking stuff or following stuff or whatever the hell it was. I had notifications this morning when I woke up. Just see how he so, responds to the load. Yeah. Yeah, to yeah, to to my load. Yeah. Thank you very much. Just check it out. So we'll see what happens. See what happens. Good stuff. Uh Instagram is getting bigger too. If you want to follow me on Instagram, uh the Bill Michaels on Instagram. You can find me over there as well. I, I should mention that more often. I don't because I don't do as much on it, but uh, there you go. Um, let's see here. Assume nothing is going to change until tomorrow night. Uh, who is Q today? Uh, no, uh, they have to make the decisions by 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central. Just an FYI. They have to. We're going to talk with Mike DeCourcy today, by the way, our guy from the Big Ten Network. We're going to talk with him about this Titanic matchup between the Badgers. Gray guard going up against Mr. Izzo and company. Michigan State Spartans coming to the Cole Center coming up later on tonight. Eric Eager from uh, Pro Football Focus is going to be here today as well. We got our buddy Mike Clemens in the last hour of the show. Sit back, relax, put your feet up. Oh, oh, it is it is a green and gold orgasm in the last last hour of the show today. Just see how it, he it, responds to the load. Thank you very much. Yeah. It really is. It really is. If you've got a pair of green and gold Zubas and you're you're sitting at home toasty and warm, just 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 sit back and let it go. Just, oh, oh God, oh, God, yeah. Just because at the end of the show today, we're going to give you everything and anything that is the Packers, that is the 49ers, that is information. It's all going to come out. It's all going to come out. There we go. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away after that uh, crazy-ass intro. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show, and it's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Meatloaf died. I know it sounds weird to say that, but uh, Meatloaf, the author of this fine tune that lives on and has played at damn near every party uh, that I've ever been to, is uh, is no more. He passed away. Him and Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson, longtime uh, comedian and voice of many cartoon characters, uh, both passed away today. Sad day in that sense. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1671, hit us up, do so. This is from Sunglass Dave. He says, no way in hell does Jimmy G throw more than three interceptions. You have to catch him when you're hitting, when they're hitting you in the gut. Shannon Sullivan has to have better hands than he did last year against Tom Brady at the end of the game. We could have won it. He dropped one. That's what cost them. What cost them was the fact that uh, Aaron Rodgers threw some picks. 
what cost them was the fact that the defense did not play as well. Well, they didn't play bad, but uh, at times when they really needed to get a stop, they didn't. I agree with you. Shannon Sullivan had the drop. Aaron Jones had a fumble. That turned into seven points. So it wasn't just Shannon Sullivan. I'm not going to sit here and make him the whipping boy for what happened last year. And to be honest with you, between you, me, and the fence post, I could give two S's about what happened last year. We are here in the now. That's where we're at right now. We're living in the here and the now. And um, we, uh, we're worried about tomorrow. We're worried about Jimmy G, and we're worried about Debo Samuel probably more so than anything. The cold weather will dictate the run game, and the ability to set the edge will dictate the defense and their success. It's that simple. It really is. I, we sat there and listened to Mike Clemens last night. Mike was very, very brutally honest about many different things. And we're going to hear that again today, in case you missed it last night. Um, San Francisco is a good team. I mean, they deserve to be where they're at. They, they, they've, they've won nine of their last 11 games. They haven't done it pretty, but who cares? You know, back in the day when Irv Favre used to sit next to us on the dais and we would sit there and listen to the Green and Gold postgame show and his take, and we would always say, you know, Irv, and uh, we would talk about wins. and Well, they got a win, but it wasn't pretty, and, this and he'd always stop us. Let me tell you something. It's a W. doesn't matter if it's by 50 or by three. And he said, what does it look like in the win column when you stack 11 of those? Okay, you're right. It wins a win. So San Francisco deserves to be here. Are they as good as the Green Bay Packers pound for pound? They do things extremely well in certain areas. They can rush the quarterback. They can get to you with just their front four and drop seven. They're that good. They can defend you. They haven't had a lot of success on the outside against Devontae Adams. That's a fact. And you're probably going to see Devontae targeted at least ten times tomorrow. At least. I would look for him and then Alan Lazard to have a big game. Uh, you sprinkle in, I think, three catches, four catches for both uh, DeGuara and maybe uh, maybe Randall Cobb. A couple of catches for Dylan and, and Aaron Jones out of the backfield. I think you're going to be good to go. But it's this. make no mistake about it. Um, there's going to be two things. And if I can make a prediction here. Right, first of all, I, I, know the, I, I feel the Packers are going to win. I shouldn't say no, but I feel the Packers are going to win. But... I, I think there's two things that become dictative of this game. If the Packers get off to a slow start, it is going to be a struggle. If the Packers get off to a fast start, it is going to be the downhill roll. It is going to be the third quarter nail biter. And then we're going to end up in the fourth quarter probably pulling away, and I'm saying a 10-point win, 30-20, 27-17, something like that. But the Packers need to get off to that. You, you, the whole rest versus rust thing, there, there's people that are predicting, well, you know what, they're going to have to shake the rust off in the first quarter, and they're probably not going to put up one. Well, they haven't done it all season long. That's an easy prediction. My prediction is the opposite. You have had two weeks now to self-scout, to rest, to scheme, to put together your first 15, 16, 17 plays, to get it together. Now, your only question mark at this point, your only question mark is guys who will and will not be on the field. That's it. Will Bakhtiari be there? Will Jair be there? Will Zedarius be there? You know Cobb's back. You know Billy Turner's back. So who's going to be over there at that left tackle? Is it going to be Ash Nyman or is it going to be David Bakhtiari? That's it. Everything else, you should be ready to go. 
You know what you got. You know what you got. So I, there, you should go downfield. You should have it together. Now, the question is, do you defer or do you take the opening kick and then roll on and try to set the tone? 877-867-1670. Um, Robin says, Detroit game with the preferred offense on the first drive scored a touchdown. Only for the third time this season, Robin. John says, should the pack defer if they win the toss? Uh, no, but they will. No, but they will. They just, they just do. There is, the, there is a legitimate belief, and, and, and the statistical information you can look at says that uh, a majority of the time, the team that defers will get the ball prior to the end of the first half, which means you're also getting it back in the beginning of the second half. And this philosophy has worked a lot with, with Aaron Rodgers because in the two-minute drill, he's been good getting downfield and getting points of some kind whether it's three or whether it's seven. But if you can if you can plate one uh, just before half and you can plate another one coming out of half, that's a 14-point swing. There's some padding to that. And the thought process is that you get an extra possession in the second half of the ball game. So, and, and that possession is, is so coveted. So it, it's, while there hasn't been this compilation of statistical, you know, data that says, yeah, oh, you got to do this. It is a genuine belief that you do get uh, the statistical information will tell you that it's not necessarily in points, but you do get that ball more often than not. So, yeah, they're probably going to defer. Uh, Dennis says, will Cobb be a big part of the passing game? No, not a big part, but he's going to be a part of it. Make no mistake about it. No no mistake about it. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, um, I'm thinking maybe what, three catches, five catches? Something like that. Three targets, five targets, something like that. We'll see. Um, Phantom, 193. Welcome back to the program, by the way. Question, if the defense displays the poor assignment discipline we have seen over the last quarter of the season, is Joe Barry a one-and-done? There are some good defensive coordinators that are going to be out there. Um, If we lose, that is. If this team loses... Because of the same crap we've seen going all the way back to Mike Pettin. I got to think, boy, that's a tough question. Very rarely do you fire somebody after only one year. But the fact, and I still in my head, I want to say no. Okay, let let me explain my answer here. Phantom 193. I want to say no. Because you just don't normally fire somebody after only one season, okay? However, what reigns supreme in my head is this. Remember halftime of the Detroit game, second game of the season, when Matt LaFleur had to go to Joe Barry and say, you better figure something out and put more pressure on the quarterback. Because Goff was gutting him. Goff was looking good. And there wasn't much pressure on the QB. And then... Go back again to the Detroit game, the last game of the season, in which he said, guys, better 
stick to their damn assignments. Do, what do you, the exact words were, you better, quote, do your damn job, end quote. You got to think that, and again, I go back, that is a loud statement that everybody, every newscast carried. Hell, it was on uh, the four-letter network continuously. It was on Get Up. It was on the NFL uh, Good Morning Football. It was, it was on all of that. That quote. So any player out there that was watching that was, was witnessing that. Any player laying around his condo, his house, his apartment in Green Bay that was just having some downtime flipping through the channels that had any interest in f- at all, uh, there it was. Do your damn job. That had to be, had to be, the edict given from the head coach to the defensive coordinator. You better get them to do their damn job. Because this guy breaking down and not setting the edge, this guy getting upfield and not setting the edge on the opposite side, this guy getting caught looking in the backfield, these are problems that you need to fix. So between the first matchup between the Detroit Lions and the last matchup between the Detroit Lions, two loud words from uh, Matt LaFleur and both directed at the defense. So We need all 11 lo- doing their damn job. There you go. Need all 11 doing their damn job. So if, if, if that's the case and they lose this game over the same old, same old, he really likes Joe Barry in the communication. I would have to say 90% of me says, no, Joe Barry's back again next year. However, the screams from Packer Nation will be loud and they will be heard inside the walls of 1265 and the all eyes are going to be on the defense again because what it would be is, let's say the Packers lose this game 33-30. Then it's like, look, the offense did its job. They did enough to win the game, and the defense gave it up again and again, gave up over 30 points, went down the stretch after that game against Seattle, which they shut out Russell Wilson. After that, the next four or five games, they were averaging over 30 points per game given up. Two good teams, but not great teams. But if this is the way it is, and this team again gives up more than 30 points, and defensively they can't stop anybody, it's because of the same old crap, no pressure, not setting the edge, caught looking in the backfield, not doing your job, then yeah, I think you've got to look at Joe Barry and go, you know what, uh, You know, Bill Michaels can do the same exact thing, get the hell out of here, and I can do it for a lot less money. 877-867-1670, not that you want to rely upon me, but you know what I'm saying. 877-867-1670, stay tuned, more of the Bill Michaels Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The tones of one meatloaf who passes on today. Kind of a sad day today in that sense. If you're an old uh, 70s rocker, so to speak, or if you've enjoyed the music even growing up. Ben, I'm sure you've been to a party or two or somewhere that uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights has been sung by a gaggle of women. I don't think I knew it at the time, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh, it's a sad day in that sense. 
Uh, it would be the same as if, say, Neil Diamond passed away. And the the group of women that sing Sweet Caroline all the time uh, would then, the, the same thing. You'd be like, oh, that's Neil Diamond. Oh, okay. Yeah, same thing. That's the, they, there's a... There's a signature song in in those cases that is always played at parties or it's always played in the clubs or whatever, and everybody just jams out to it. I just remember, uh, not that it was a big hit in like the the dance clubs, but in like the rock clubs and stuff, it was always played, always played. So uh, sad day today in that sense. Also, as I mentioned earlier, Louis Anderson passing away. Long-time uh, comedic voice in so many different cartoons, but a uh, comedian that was on the stand-up tour forever and ever. And, uh, and pa- he passed away as well. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, Stanley says, this defense is so pathetic. They're going to lose because of the defense. Tired of the damn excuses. It's time to put up or shut up. I, they're not pathetic. I mean, there's a lot of positives about this defense. This defense is the third best tackling defense in the National Football League. When you talk about overall defense, overall ranks, they rank third via pro football focus, only behind the Rams, the Saints, ahead of San Francisco, ahead of Indianapolis, ahead of Buffalo, ahead of New England, ahead of Tampa Bay, ahead of Tennessee, ahead of Kansas City, ahead of Dallas, ahead of Cincinnati. Ahead of Las Vegas. They're the third best. Their run defense, I give you that. They're 15th. They're not the worst. They don't suck. They're not terrible. They're 15th. Damn near dead in the middle. When it comes to tackling, the only team that ended the regular season better at tackling, and they were number one for a majority of the season until the last couple of weeks, and then Philadelphia took over the top spot. The Packers were the second-best tackling team uh, in the National Football League. Pass rush, believe it or not, the second-best pass rush in the National Football League, only behind the Rams. Think about that. For the pressure they put on quarterbacks with pressures, hits, and sacks. Packers, number two. When it came to coverage, Packers were number seven ranked by Pro Football Focus. That's not bad. The third overall ranked defense. That's per play, per down, per snap, per look. It's not a bad way to go when you think about it, right? Not a bad way to go. So they don't suck. As many people want to say, ah, they suck. There has been times in which they have not bode well. I, that I will agree with. But I'm not going to sit here and go, they suck. Won't do it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. When it comes to, like, total yards per game and such for what they were giving up, um, they weren't great. They weren't great. That I uh, agree with. They haven't been overwhelmingly uh, fantastic. But for the most part, they've been pretty good. Yards per game, they came out as 10th overall. But really, the, the statistic that I look at the most is points per game. And for a while there, they were averaging about 17 points per game, which put them in the top three 
defenses. It wasn't until the last seven games of the season that they fell to 21.8 points per game, and it put them 15th. It put them 15th. So it put them middle of the pack, and, and that hurt them. I agree with you there. But in a lot of different cases, they don't suck. They're not terrible. They're not the worst. But the question is this. Are they able to perform at a championship level? That's the question. Uh, By the way, the Houston Texans have claimed Kingsley Kiki off of waivers. So he's not going to come back in the postseason and hurt anybody. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Terry on the north side. Terry, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Happy Friday. Always a pleasure, sir. You the man. What's up? Hey, well, first of all, two things real quick. As far as, didn't the NFL pass a thing where playoff teams couldn't pick up guys on waivers anymore last year? Didn't they, didn't they do that to the Packers? Didn't they sign a lineman from the Colts or something? And then he got COVID or something? But Yeah, I can't remember. I just know that if, if uh, you're probably right. I can't remember that, but I, you're probably right because I would have assumed somebody, especially with injuries and such, would have picked up Kingsley Kiki in, in the postseason, but nobody did. Bill, second question for you is, I'm going to make it short today. Your tackling situation you're talking about, being number one and number two in tackling, doesn't that mean your defense is on the field a lot? No, it's rated per play. It's not rated for for totality. It's it's per play what your percentage of actually open field tackles, missed tackles, and such are. Gang okay. tackles, things like that. That's the way they, that's pro football focus. It's a completely different rating system. They go by per play, per position. So it would be Darnell Savage in open field, who, who, you know, whether or not he had a missed tackle, a solo tackle, or had to hang on for dear life until other guys came and got him. It's how assured tackling you are overall. Okay. Because when you first said that, sir, I'm thinking, okay, but that must mean your defense is on the field a lot. No, it's not total tackles. No, it's not rated by total tackles. It's rated by total percentage of tackle and how you do per tackle opportunity. Got it. Hey, thank you for explaining that to me. And, uh, sir, you have a wonderful weekend, and always a pleasure talking to you. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. That's Terry on the north side. You to me. Appreciate it. Uh, Randy says, seems that the defense uh, to both uh, do their damn job but also play with a little tighter coverage at times, which I do not think uh, one plays to the other. Um, it, I, not when you're playing that soft zone. No, I agree with that. We've talked about that. That, that drives me nuts. You know, you really start kind of sticking it to them and you're all over them and you, you're, you're smothering an offense and you're just driving them down. And all of a sudden you get a couple of scores up and suddenly you go to that soft zone. It, it just, and I know it's easy to say it's a blanket statement, but it, it just is. It seems like that middle opens up. Guys are playing back. You're looking at third and seven, and the guy's playing 12 yards off the line of scrimmage. It just, that that soft, don't let them get behind you zone always, always, always drives me nuts. Always drives me nuts. Our buddy Dwayne from Dwayne's Cover It All up in uh, Wausau says, thanks for playing a big meatloaf. Big influence. Packer win 28-17. Minimize the, uh, not to stop the run. Jimmy G will not uh, hang with Aaron Rodgers. That's our buddy Dwayne. You to me. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. we got a lot coming up. Don't forget the last hour of the program. Mike Clemens is going to be here. Uh, and it's your green and gold orgasm on a Friday as we just talk nothing but Packers and 49ers and get you ready for the division oh. round. Don't forget. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and uh, also we're going to talk with Mike DeCourcy coming up a couple hours from now. 
and or about an hour and a half from now. And Mike DeCourcy is going to give us a lowdown as to what's going to happen tonight out at the Kohl Center. As you have that titanic matchup as Mr. Izzo and the Green Guys come a-calling into the Kohl Center tonight to take on Greg Gard and that red-hot Badger team. It's for the, uh, the it's for the crown, the biggest badass right now in the Big Ten. Looking forward to that as well. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the 49ers. 7-15 tomorrow night here at Lambeau Field. The Packers were outdoors again, working in sub-freezing temperatures. Matt Lafleur teasing reporters who covered practice. Was it cold out there, Rob? <laughs> My hands are just, I can barely type. Uh, I don't know. It felt, like, it felt like Green Bay to me. I'm not accepting that answer. I'm sorry. What, was it cold for you, Tom? The 49ers had a final practice in their stadium in California, where it was sunny in 65, and then flew into Wisconsin last night. Head coach Kyle Shanahan asked if he wanted his players to walk around outside today to get acclimated to the cold. I'll, I'll talk to some of the guys about it. I think each person's different. Um, me personally, it's not about getting used to it. It's about going out and doing it for three and a half hours getting your mindset that I can do this for three and a half hours and focus on the game and everything. I don't think you go out and freeze the day before and think that your body's going to be more used to it the next day. Packers right tackle Billy Turner and center Josh Myers are cleared to play. David Bakhtiari still questionable. Randall Cobb is back. He'll suit up. Cobb asked how much it means to be back in Green Bay and in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, for, for me to be on a team for eight years and they win the Super Bowl the year before, we have some success through my career. And then they are getting ready to go to the Super Bowl the year after I leave. Uh, that, that, that was heavy. That was heavy for me to deal with. But, you know, uh, we're here. We're here now. And we got an opportunity in front of us. Matt LaFleur is 2-2 two and two against the 49ers. This will be the first time they've played at Lambeau since he became the head coach in Green Bay. We all know what's at stake, but it's never about that. It's about just trying to be your best and really going for it and going out there and competing to the highest level against a great football team. And we know that we're going to need our best effort. We're going to have to play very disciplined and very physical. And guys are just going to have to really focus on doing their jobs. That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. How much? Clemens on the Bill Michaels show. If you're going to be a defender against them, if you're Joe Barry, what do you do? Well, number one, to be honest with you, I don't think it's any scheme stuff that you're doing with the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's all effort, man. I think it's all effort. The Niners come in there, and when you really watch the Niners football game, they play harder than everybody, and it's not even close. Those are the words of James Jones, former Green Bay Packer, wide receiver. Glad to have you. Coming up, Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus is going to join us here in about uh, 10 minutes, 8, 9 minutes from right now. By the way, just an FYI, Jerry Jones pissed off this morning about the sun coming through the windows at AT&T Stadium. All he never of never expected just, to host a game in January. I guess. Yeah, he's pissed off that people are talking about it, that it became an issue. You know, um, he's he's doing his radio show on 105.3 The Fan down in Dallas. He said he's making it clear he doesn't want to hear about what the Cowboys are going to address this offseason to get better. He said he wants those things addressed during the season. He said, quote, I've got a lot to 
to think about regarding these coaches, end quote. Jerry also uh, said, uh, quote, we deserve better than ending up this way. That's how I feel today. Jerry's pissed off. So for those that think that, uh, well, Mike McCarthy didn't get fired on Monday, he's safe. He may not be safe. Jerry right now, now Jerry Jones' son has said that he fully expects Mike McCarthy to return next year as the head coach. But Jerry Jones on his radio show speaking right now is is venting and is pissed off. So Mike McCarthy might be on his way out. We'll wait and see. Let's just state the facts. I mean, I'm a highly successful NFL head coach. Right? I, Yeah. Made a lot of money, that's for sure. Got a ring. No lying there. No lying there. But uh, I tell you what, that that when he made the revelation that he thought his team was nervous, that it, I, I was kind of stunned by that. I just I never expected that out of him. It's it's you know the old adage is that that. Preparation, preparedness uh, relieves nerves because you're ready to go. You know you're ready to go. You, you have anxiety because you can't wait to get going. You can't wait for that game, that moment, that spotlight to hit you. But when it comes to nerves, I said it during the game and I said it on, on Monday. Dak Prescott looked like a deer in the headlights. I've never seen a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or going back years into a Brett Favre or a Joe Montana or anybody like that look the way Dak Prescott did. That was almost to be considered this great quarterback with all this money and these press conferences and this and that. That was a pathetic look. That really was. That, oh, my God, what am I going to do? That that look. Yeah, Dak Prescott looked uh, looked bad. Yeah, we, we were looked, herky-jerky. Yep, that was it. That was it. I did enjoy uh, I watching them lose. Uh, I did too. I will say that. I did too. I, and and the, the here's the thing. Some say McCarthy having an influence in the play calling, you having an influence via the defense. Now you know because everybody's talking about Dan Quinn. Well, who cares? If he's calling the plays, they didn't do any better. He didn't do anything to help that team. And if it was McCarthy, well, then it was his fault. But whose fault really is it? Everybody's high on, well, you can't, you can't allow, you know, certain coaches to walk. Oh, my goodness. You can't do that. You know, you're going to have to fire Mike McCarthy because of, you know, not necessarily because, but, but Kellen Moore, you got to, you know, you, you got to bring him up. Or Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, look what he did for that. De- the defense, it wasn't a number one defense. They were bad the year before, but they weren't a number one defense. And Kellen Moore is an offensive coordinator. Is he calling the plays or was McCarthy? I, I think it, look, I think it was everybody. I think the coaching staff failed. I think the players failed. And I think the, the, the deer in the headlights look was a matriculation down from the coaching staff and the expectations and the pressure. I think in the last 25 years, they have fewer playoff wins than the Jets. The Cowboys, I, that wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me because they only won one, right? One or two. They didn't win one with, with Romo. And they finally won one with Dak Prescott. Right? I think they had a couple with Bledsoe. I don't know. I, I saw yeah. that somewhere recently. 
I, I but it's yeah, quite enjoyable. It's, it's, it's been a long time. Yeah. You know, Gary says more calls the plays. I more calls the plays, but don't tell. I'll tell you right now. Don't tell with Mike McCarthy sitting there with the play call sheet in front of him. Don't tell me that McCarthy doesn't have an input in that play calling. I, I'm telling you. And if he doesn't, flat out doesn't, then why in the world would you fire Mike McCarthy for play calling and the uh, offensive failures? Why in the world would you fire him? And my question then becomes, if if it's Mike McCarthy not calling the plays and not having a hand in that, other than just kind of being the general manager, so to speak, of a, of the coaching staff, then why is somebody, so many people hepped up to get Kellen Moore as the head coach? Don't let Kellen Moore leave. Oh, my God. Why? That's what I don't get. You're not going to fire Mike McCarthy to keep Kellen Moore, who was just a dismal failure, unless it wasn't Kellen Moore calling the plays. Yeah, Romo won, what, one or two playoff games, maybe? I couldn't remember if Romo won any or not. I know that it was a long time, few and far between for them. That's for damn sure. No NFC championships since the 90s. Nope. Nope, no, not at all. They haven't done anything. Uh, Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus. We're going to break down the Green Bay Packers, the San Francisco 49ers. Take a look at the rest of the divisional round weekend. That is coming up. One hour down, three yet to go. Last hour, green and gold gasm. That's coming with you as well when Mike, uh, Mike Clemens joins us. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.